1: Hey, welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast. I'm Laura,
0: and I'm Steph. Thanks for joining us for another Wine Wednesday, where we talk weekly about everything going on in our lives—from weight loss, relationships, dating, pop culture, and so much more.
1: How's it going, Steph? It's going. How are you? Hanging in there. I'm really excited. We have a special guest today on the episode. So exciting! Before we get into that, though. Um, A couple days ago, we officially started the WOM 21 Day Challenge. Yes. How is it going?
0: It's going. I mean, at time of recording, we're only on day two of when I personally started. Both of us, we started the same days. But um, I think it's just like seeing the excitement that people have for it and like seeing people need it, like make me excited, like make me want to do it more. So, I mean... My three goals for the month, like, I was, like, very easy on myself. Like, I uh-huh. wanted to do things that, like, are good for me but I could actually do. So it was just honest tracking, 30 minutes of activity a day and washing my face, like, doing my
1: skincare <laughs> at night. Which which we should be doing anyway.
0: Which we should be doing anyways, but you don't. Like, I go to bed and I'm like, oh, makeup wipe will do. I'm like, that's all I'll do. But. I,
1: I actually just saw my friend post yesterday. Like, she doesn't listen to the podcast. She's just somebody I know on Facebook. And she had even said, she's like, I made it a new goal about a month and a half ago to actually start washing my face. And I've never had oil or my skin has never been more oily. I've been breaking out. She's like my makeup routine that night never did this to me. <laughs> <laughs> Back to just a makeup one. Yeah. How about but, you? How have you been doing? Um, well, it's day two and I'm sucking. <laughs> the only thing. So mine were to track honestly daily, do any type of movement and read 10 pages. It is 530 p.m. And I've tracked what I've eaten so far, minus the wine that I'm drinking, and I have not read, I have not moved, and I don't know when that's going to happen.
0: Eh. <laughs> we'll walk to dinner or something, it'll be fine.
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm just, I'm excited to see how many people actually decided to participate, and even, like, people that I wouldn't expect, like, they're not really part of the Instagram community in any way, they're just yes. doing it on their own, and I think that's kind of fun, too. I detail. But without further ado, let's introduce this week's guest, Anthony. Welcome, hey, on? From on Instagram, you know him as Comic Anthony D. He's also on the WW Bro podcast that he's been doing. I don't know. Are you at two hundred episodes yet, Anthony?
2: Almost. Well, I just did uh, one eighty-two last that night. That is
1: crazy. I mean, one eighty-three actually.
2: One eighty-three. I didn't even know my own number.
1: Amazing. We're so excited that you're here. I'm excited.
2: Thank you. Well, thanks for having me.
1: It's been, uh, this has been like since day one, we told you like, we want to have you on the show because Steph and I have both been on your show previously. You're kind of like, I think the first time I was a guest on your show, it was kind of like what kind of pushed me like, ooh, I think I kind of want to do this. And so I kind of have you to think a little bit. So well,
2: I'll take all the credit. I'm not even, no, it wasn't me. No, it was me. It's absolutely 100% me. I'll take the credit for
1: it. <laughs> you
0: know, it's, it's so fun, like, making friends in this community. And it's so cool how, like, you know, both, like, WW and podcasting have just, like, brought, I know you and Laura have been friends a little bit longer than you and I, but just how, like, all those little things have brought us all together. And from all the way across the country, you know, we have these friendships. So it's really fun. And we're really excited to have you on this week. Oh, i'm excited
2: to be on this is this is like you know i listen every week it's like i don't li- you know everything's i listen to a lot of podcasts because i do podcasts but i'm very selective with the ones i listen to so if i'm listening to it it, it, it is a really good podcast and i'm not Aww. just saying that because i'm on it this is literally like every wednesday morning driving to work i listen to it going in and my first like hour at work is listening to the podcast so oh,
1: i love that thank you and we always appreciate your weekly shout out saying yes. how much you love it <laughs> I we love it. Um, okay, but are you actually going to make it to California this
2: year? This year, it's probably not going to happen. Um, oh. It's probably going to happen next year. Uh, you know what it is? I'm coming out with my friend who um, got some other stuff going on that he has. That he went to Florida, and um, I'm really going on his schedule as far as okay. what he's got going on in L.A. So um, this year, doesn't look like it's not going to happen, but I have to use this credit. So I'm definitely going to, by the end of the year, have a date set. So um, I'm hoping for um, February, March, that's really going to be the time for me to come out.
1: That'll be awesome. We'll have to do another episode, but we'll have to do it in person.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: That would be so fun. We are really good tour guides. So like (laughs) you are coming to the right place because we are going to take you to all the fun places and it's going to be so much fun. Well,
2: the only place I really want to go to is a 90210 house. I mean, that's, that's, (laughs) that's that's
1: all over that. (laughs) Do you know where that is? It's not in Beverly Hills. Um, and they actually did a Peach Pit uh pop-up like restaurant. I think it was in like 2019, and it looked awesome. I did I wasn't able to get tickets, it sold out super fast, but
2: there's a peach pit in New Jersey actually.
1: Oh, is it like after Beverly Hills 90210? No,
2: it's just called the Peach Pit. It's actually in a hotel. Um I was I was down there doing a show uh in Point Pleasant area. And I just, I don't know what made me do this. I just wrote, is, is there a peach pit around here? And I just typed in <laughs> peach pit. And it came up. I'm like, well, that's why I'm having breakfast. And I went to the peach I pit breakfast. I
1: love it. Well, no, this was a peach pit that they made to look like it on the show. And it was like all these like 90210 like photo ops and everything. And I wish I could have went. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you guys don't follow Anthony, you'll learn like the be- my favorite part about Anthony is he's super into all these chick shows rom-coms
0: but then he's also like oh wrestling you're like
1: whoa
0: you have like this spectrum of like what you enjoy watching i love
2: it yeah nothing is cool i mean it's like professional wrestling it's not like it's like it's popular but like i i watched wrestling since I was a kid i have never i haven't changed since i'm a kid
1: so when i was
2: when i was 10 years old 90210 started and i watched wrestling so i mean these things have always been (laughs) 30 years later
1: and now you've committed the last 20 years of your life to Grey's Anatomy.
2: Yes. And I'm totally-
1: what are your other big chick chick flick?
2: This Is Us. Um, oh, yeah. I, I cry every week watching that. I
1: gave up on it about, I think, the season in 2020. I think I stopped watching.
2: Oh, no. I'm, no, I'm all- no
1: other reason than I moved and, like, it just, like, kind of. And then it's, like, you get so far. If you get too behind on This Is Us, you will never have the emotional capacity to want to catch up.
2: I don't know. I mean, they can binge watch it.
1: It's No, who wants to cry that much? I do.
2: (laughs) I need to, I need to get it out. I have other things that make me cry in life.
1: Like Like I do too,
2: but I, I, you know, I, it's better for me if I'm watching a television show than the other things that make me cry. I
1: guess. Sure. That's true. Um, but Okay, let's get, so I know, I feel like a lot of this is stuff we've we've talked about personally when we've been on your podcast, but I'm sure a lot of people maybe haven't listened. So hopefully they will after this, but like what got you started? Like what made you decide to start your WW page? Did it start out as a WW page or did it kind of just transition to that from being like your personal page?
2: It, It was my personal page and it's still the same. I haven't changed. I didn't know people did that, like made a different page. Mm-hmm. So when I like started following, so I'm like, Oh wow. They just really, they're all in. They made like, their <laughs> Instagram handle is WW Karen or something. I don't know.
0: So, <laughs> they're really
2: into this. Yeah. I like, think they're really into this. Like I didn't know people did that, like with separate pages. So when I, my page has always mirrored my life and what's going on. So most of it was comedy. That was all. That was my big part of my life. And when I started, ww um in 2017 i started posting there too and that kind of took over with it but it's always been like what i'm doing as far as podcasts or anything else um and then by the time i really i guess i realized people made separate pages i was already like so far into it i wasn't going to start over again
0: sure yeah and it's a lot to balance two pages like i have a personal page and my i don't know if you call it ww it's just what authentically stuff is (laughs) turned into now i guess but I'm never on my personal page anymore. Like, I have it, but I'm like, if you want to follow me, follow me here. It
1: is way too much to keep up with two pages. It's true. Or it ends up me just, like, end up double posting. But then I feel bad because I have a lot. I don't follow, like, friends and family from that page. I keep, like, what I follow separate. So then I miss out on so many things. My friend's like, oh, you didn't know I got a new job? I was like, I posted on Instagram. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't really go on that Instagram (laughs) ever. Sorry. Yeah, I So what about your
0: podcast? Like, okay, so you said you started WW in 2017, which is when you started sharing, you know, your WW journey on Instagram. When did the pod, did you have a podcast before and change the name or did you start it with like the WW, your WW journey?
2: I I started with that. I I podcasted before. I've been podcasting since 2011. I had a show called Organized Chaos, which is a comedy show. Okay. I did my buddy Bill Morales. And then... I did like wrestling podcasts, like in between, like I would start up wrestling podcasts. I'm part of a hockey podcast called Not Another Puckin' Podcast. Comedians on Hockey were actually starting that up back in November, uh, uh, September. But when I was gonna start this this podcast, I was torn between doing another wrestling podcast. And somebody had said to me, the my friend Anthony, who was the bartender at the brokerage comedy club, was like, You should do one about your journey. You're posting about it, you're sharing. It. I mean, it would make sense. I'm like, I don't know. So I put a poll on Instagram, you know, should I do a wrestling podcast or a Weight Watcher podcast? And it was like 99 to 1% that I should do this podcast.
1: I feel like even people who aren't necessarily on a weight loss journey, I feel like people get like fascinated with other people's journeys. Like, I mean, same reason, like why shows like Biggest Loser and things like that have been successful. It's not just like overweight people that like are obsessed with that. They love like following other people's like transformation journeys, I think. And, um, so that's not surprising to me where I don't think as many people are like, is excited to follow your wrestling. journey.
2: No, like, and one of the the,
1: category of people,
2: one of my biggest like fans or followers of the podcast, um, I I met the guy a couple of times actually at the gym. We used to go to the same gym and I just thought maybe he'd lost weight. He's in shape. He never was on a weight loss journey. He was actually a Marine and he wrote me like this letter about how I inspire him and, and push him to go forward and stuff like that. And I'm reading this. I'm like, dude, you were a Marine. You went to war. Like I, what I'm doing, I'm making pancakes out of banana and egg. Nothing I'm doing <laughs> is <this compared laughs> what you're doing. And like
0: One tablespoon of perch features.
2: Yeah. I mean, was so like, <laughs> But it's true, like I kind of talked about this on the podcast last night drawing inspiration from so many other things. Like, yeah. you know, I, I'm a big wrestling fan. I, you know, I, I talk about that. But John Cena, if you follow him on Twitter, he is all about inspiration, quotes that mirror everything I'm doing. Um, and it's, I, draw, I draw inspiration from him. And that's just because he follows me. That, no big deal. John oh, Cena wow. follows Wow, look, yeah.
1: look at you. I'm, I'm even really really impressed. The I'm even impressed, but that's, I mean, John Cena's a little more mainstream now. I feel like just cause he has an acting career and everybody yeah. knows who he
2: is now. well, he's even but bigger. I do still
1: you
0: post his quotes often. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. you do draw a lot of inspiration from him.
2: Yeah. That's where I get all that from. I mean, um, it just everything he says is kind of like mirroring. It's, it's like, we all like going through whatever we're going through. And like, you'll see a quote that's like, yes. And he always seems to just have something like when I go onto Twitter that is like speaking to me at that moment. And it's like, I have to you know, that's why I share it because it's like, it really is profound and stuff I could, I could use towards my journey and things that I'm going through.
0: That's
2: awesome. Oh, wow. (laughs)
1: We're very (laughs) in sync Okay. So started WW and sharing that in 2017. Okay. And you started a podcast in 2011. That was way before podcasts really became like, what they are today like nobody listened to podcasts in 2011
2: so no that- and they didn't they didn't listen to it in 2017 when i was doing my the same one either so <laughs> like, this is the only podcast i did that people actually listen to
1: yeah. uh, but
2: i started actually in real like radio like terrestrial radio i back in 2005 oh nice uh, i went to school for radio and i was on local stations here i did internet radio before like internet radio was ever a thing i was on some internet radio station in michigan um, I did
1: not know. I, I didn't, didn't know any the radio background. I didn't know you went to school for that or anything. Yeah, I
2: went to cool. Connecticut School of Broadcasting, which yeah. is like a trade school. It's um, like a couple of month course, and it's like a crash course in radio. That's where I learned how to do all, all this stuff. And wow. uh, yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, and then it, this is you know, life always like, you know, I look back, you have regrets. The biggest regret I have at the time, I was engaged when I went to the school. And I had the opportunity to intern for Howard Stern. Wow! They, they, they could have got me an internship, but getting an internship meant that's all you do. Like a friend yeah. of mine interned; she was only supposed to be there three days, like half days. She was there every single day. She had to quit a job. She gave up her car. She had to move back home. Like that was her life. And I was, was engaged. It like a, a free internship? Yeah, you don't get paid. Yeah, I mean, you're there. You know. But I, I know if I was there, I could have something would have happened. I mean, especially then, gotten into comedy and stuff like that. So. I, that's my probably biggest regret as far as going to school for radio and everything, that I didn't just...
1: So did you up not, anyway. Are you saying that you didn't do it because of your fiancé at the time?
2: Yeah, because we're planning on getting married. It's like, you know, she wasn't going to let me quit my job and
1: go yeah.
2: turn for right. Howard every day.
1: Born Conrad. So <laughs> do you know she wouldn't have supported it, or is that just you, like, in your head? Yeah, she didn't support like,
2: anything, so why start there? I mean... Oh.
1: <laughs> 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 and this is why she was an ex-fiance. Lessons yeah. lived and lessons <laughs> learned.
2: I should, I should have known that she wasn't the one for me. When uh, the first time she met my brother, he mooned her from the window. And she started crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother. Jeez. My brother's thing was we had these bay windows at, at my, my, my dad's house. And so he would knock on the window. Anybody, neighbors walking by, he'd knock on it. When they went to wave to him, he would moon them. Like he did it to my neighbor every day as she was <laughs> walking by. And she said to my mom, she goes, Lydia, Mike moons me every day. She's like, well, don't look at him. Just, he won't do it if you don't look at him. Just, you know, you're, you're the adult.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so then, well, you said that you were already, so even when you were doing the radio, thing, you were already into doing the stand-up thing. So how long have you been doing stand-up for?
2: Stand-up for 11 years. I started stand-up um, March 31st, uh, 2010. That was my first time ever on stage.
1: What
0: made you want to... Yeah, wasn't that scary to just decide I'm going to go on a stage in front of people and crack jokes and hopefully people laugh? Yeah, it's very very
2: scary. Um, I always wanted to do it since I was a kid. You know, that was one of the things. I always wanted to be like some kind of an entertainer. I wanted to be on radio. I wanted to tell jokes. And it took me until I was 30 to actually, you know, build up enough courage to get on stage and do it. And it kind of was like after my mom passed away, I was like, life is too short. If you want to do something just do it. I remember texting my dad. I'm like, I think I'm gonna do stand up. He's like, well, good luck. <laughs> you know, like, like, my brother was like, you have to be funny to be a comedian. Like, you're not funny. Like, I don't...
1: Well, that's the thing too, is like standing up in front of people, just doing public speaking in general is like terrifying. But now to add on top of it, you're like, no, I'm going to make you laugh.
2: Yeah. And, and it's a whole science behind it. It's not just, you know, the, the thing about comedy is that like people think it's, Easy almost because the comedian looks so effortless up there. But that's a lot of that's practice, that's all timing. Mm -hmm. There's a whole science behind it. And yeah, I didn't realize what it was until I got into it. And then realized how you know how much goes into it. But I was hooked the first time I was on stage. The first joke I told, I got a laugh. That was it. Got the hooks into me. I'm
0: hooked. So where do you draw your like comedy inspiration from? Like, is it your own personal life? Do you watch what other people do? Like, do you scroll through social media and you're like that would be funny and like or like where do you like get your inspiration to get up on stage and like what your show like where do you get the things that you talk about
2: from? It's i'm mostly autobiographical so i talk about my life and things that have happened and things that are going on but yeah i mean now with social media you can scroll through and and just get ideas like you know watching people do things but i mean that's and also heard. Some- you
0: things like there's some scrolling where i'm like oh no he or she did not do that yeah but social
2: media also hurt comedy like tiktok and youtube is hurt uh stand-up comedy because you know now if you have a tiktok following you're a draw and you get on stage and you do your stupid tiktok stuff and that's 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 comedy i guess i don't know that's I'm not bitter about it all I don't know.
1: So, like, well no i mean I, I i mean i can't tell you how many of these um people i see that were have become famous from youtube and TikTok and things like that and now they all of a sudden like i see them advertising on their instagram like that they're going to be doing stand-up at the local like so i was being funny on social media and doing stand-up comedy are not the same in any way i can't i feel like i have my moments where i can be funny but it would never be in front of a group of people
0: i don't even know how you would get started like even if in my mind i knew what i was going to get up on stage and like kind of know what my show was going to be like you walk up there and you just start
2: like that's awkward in <laughs> itself. <laughs> I, well, I you gotta get a, you gotta get him right up front, and I have a joke that does that. It kind of separates it separates the room at first, and it brings everybody together. Oh, um, that's usually what you know. Every comic is different than the way they get started. I have a friend who's very slow. Like he'll just not, not slow. Like but he's slow as far as getting the, the crowd going. Um, <laughs> he's he like you know he
0: comedy it's kind of like
2: kind of like a, a, a freight train getting going like it's just like it's not slow but then like when he's going like it's everybody's got their own style i like to get that first laugh right up front now i got you let's let's go on a ride like i feel you know,
1: like but, that gives you a good feeling feel of the room
2: too yeah well that's why the joke i do it kind of separate puts the room right down the middle it's two separate yeah. sides and then the, the end the punchline brings everybody together so it's like you know and i need that I need that separation to get that punchline. So I do it on purpose.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. So then of these three outlets of your Instagram and your podcast and your standup, like what do you like, where do you feel most comfortable? Like, what do you, what is your like preferred outlet? I guess I could say, I don't know how to word that.
2: I would to say on stage because my, my podcast is not a comedy podcast. It's, it's a podcast. It's more on the serious side. So that's, that's not really unless it is me, but like my personality is more outgoing joking around and stuff like that. But I, I on stage is where I feel most comfortable at home. I could just be on stage all, all all day. That's fine. But I I do love podcasting as well. So that's probably one and two, um, very close to each other.
1: I mean, and I know you've you've said you're like a super like shy, introverted person, like you're like when we meet in person, you're gonna think I'm like a totally different person kind of thing. Like I feel like that's kind of common with like comedians. Like is that as common as I think it is from what I've heard and seen yes, just yeah. from when I've watched documentaries about comedians and stuff, they they're kind of more like, they're not the guy who's like always on at the bar and things like that.
2: No. I mean, and that's, that's the thing too. Like, you know, we, there are comics that are like that, that are always on. And you're like, Oh my God, you just stop for five seconds. Yeah. But no, it's true. It's, it's a different, I, and it's almost like I finally found where I belonged. You know, I, and I'm not I always felt as an outcast even with my family. I'm not I mean uh, they're very supportive of it but like just internally the way you feel like you oh so, I never felt like I, be- I belonged 100% everywhere until I started doing comedy that I felt this is where I belong. These are my people. These people have the same kind of personalities as me. Um, so yeah, I feel very comfortable in a comedy setting in a, in a in a green room with other comics saying the worst things possible to each other. That's where I thrive. <laughs> And you know, it's in real life. I feel you know what I'm like in person. When you meet me, it's if you ever saw Talladega Nights when Will Ferrell's first getting interviewed. I'm like, ah, Carl ran good. I don't do it with My hands. <laughs> me, <laughs> like I mean, I'm very awkward. I don't know what to say. Um you
1: know, like, I feel like I'm exactly the same no. way. <laughs> that is so funny. So, so go
0: ahead, stuff. <laughs> Do you want to move on or did you have to oh, yeah, No, I'm <laughs>
1: moving on. I'm okay.
0: Moving on. So, sorry. I thought I was interrupting the one no. more thing you had to say. So, in your most recent podcast episode, you shared a little bit about resets with weight loss um, and just that feeling of, like, do I keep saying I've lost this much weight and just keep going even though it's going backwards or do I just fully reset? Um, where, like, where are you with that and... Like, how do you get to those feelings? Like, how do you get to that point where, like, you feel like you need a reset or you don't?
2: Uh, well, yeah, I'm at the point where I think I'm going to do it. I think it's going to be a total reset and just start at zero again. Because I don't feel it's, it's, you know, it's not the same. It's the same journey, but I'm not on that same program, you know, doing what I was doing. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of learning from the past because I've lost a large amount of weight before. Between the ages of 23 to 25, I lost 150 pounds. And I, I'm recognizing I'm in the same kind of slump I am now that I was when I gained that weight back plus a lot more. And I didn't stop it. And my leader at the time actually said, why don't you just start at zero? And arrogantly and like, you know, selfishly, I was like, well, I've lost this amount of weight. I'm not going to give that up. But I'm not, what am I, I'm giving it up each week. It's, it's going away. It's like, you know. You know
1: I, I completely relate. Because I've been having that struggle like kind of in my mind lately too where I'm like, Okay, over the last three years, like three years ago or three and a half years ago now, I had hit my 100 pounds and I've been like holding on to that for dear life. And it's like, okay, Laura, but you've pretty much gained like a large chunk of that back. Like, you can't. So, I mean, I obviously like don't. I mean, I share about how I had lost 100 pounds at one time, mm-hmm. but it's like, I don't even like, I don't want that to be something I'm known for anymore because that's not, sadly, that's not me anymore. But it's like, I also like hate the thought of like, portraying as like started like if you came across my journey, like today, you would think I just began but like, you don't know the history of everything. And I just like, I'm really like clinging on to this last like, okay, do I say I've lost 40 pounds? Or do I say, or 45 pounds, whatever it is? Or do I say like, I haven't lost anything and start completely over?
2: I totally I almost get it. feel
1: like it's a good reality check and maybe I should do that, but I'm just having like a hard time, like holding on to that little bit of weight that I've still lost.
2: Absolutely. But no one can take that away from you. You did lose hundred pounds. You've done that in your life. That's, it's an amazing accomplishment. And I was, I was known or am known for the guy who lost 200 pounds on Weight Watchers. Yeah. And I'm very proud of that. It's a great achievement, but I'm not that guy anymore. I've gained back like 70 pounds. I'm down about 130 pounds. I mean, that's incredible, too, though, where I was. But yeah. I don't feel like I did last year. I don't feel like I did the year before. And that's where it's got to stop. So part of it's ego. Like, you know, I want to be the guy who, you know, lost 200 pounds on yeah, WW. Yeah. That was great. You know, get random messages from people. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. You know, WW contacted me to do things on the website and come down to the thing and record, record podcasts with them and stuff like that. All that stuff was great. But, you know, it, it really is. It's about me and my health. And I can't really wonder, you know, I, and I go through the same thing. Like if people come into my page now, what are they going to say? But you know what? It's not about that right for me anymore. It's about now taking control of my health and being healthy because I do feel restrictions again that I never wanted to feel again. So that's really a wake up call uh-huh. for me. That that's you know,
1: Me, probably about the last two months or so, that's been the same mm-hmm. thing with me where I've just started like physically feeling like super crappy again, where like I just like, I get tired easier and I'm in pain more and things like that. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I thought I had like gotten rid of all of this a few years ago and it sucks to be feeling this way again.
2: Yeah. So. And I knee I have arthritis in my right knee from an injury when I was like 16. I was I, playing football. With my friends, I, I tore cartilage and that it takes them out. And they told me when I get older, I'll have arthritic knee, but you know, watch your weight and, you know, exercise and you can prolong it. And of course yeah, I went the opposite way. And yeah. so, you know, at 42, I'm going to be 42 in a, in, a, in a week and a half. And, you know, I have I have a bad knee and putting on this extra weight, I feel it every day where as opposed to before certain times it would hurt if I, if I exercise too much, which is not happening now, now it's just getting out of bed and walking around that's bothering it. So that, that has to stop. Yep.
1: All right. I might be joining you with the whole starting over thing and, kind of going back to zero
2: and um, you could always put it back in the book. Like you could, at a certain point, you can always put the weight that you know, you started at originally back in that book. That's how I look at it. And
1: it's also like,
0: remember when you did start from zero, like Mm -hmm. how I remember when I started from zero, I was on it. Like I was on it when I started from zero and lost weight quick. And like, those were my goals where I find Um, where, where I am right now, I am probably like five to seven pounds up from my, you know, like the most that I've ever lost on Mm -hmm. WW, but it's like, I'm not as into it right now as I was when I started from zero. So like as a mental thing too, I hadn't thought about it, but I'm like, that could also, help you mentally get into the weight loss game where you're like, no, I'm starting from zero. Like I want to reach 40 again, or however Mm -hmm. many pounds again, rather than being like, Oh, I'm, I'm at 40. Nope. I lost a pound this week. So I'm at 39. Oh, lost two this week. I'm at 37. And it still doesn't sound that bad because that's still good to lose.
2: I have stuff in the bank. That's why it's like taking money out of the bank. It's like, Oh, I took this out. I shouldn't really take it out, but look, I still got this here so I can go spend this. And I don't want that. Like, you know, because eventually that's going to keep going down and down and down. And if I gain that weight back, that, that'll be the, the, the biggest defeat I, I could possibly, you know, encounter. So I'm just looking to stop it right now. So uh, starting at zero, I don't want to have a negative for the first week. I want to lose the first week. I, I want to hit 10 pounds down again. And all those exciting things to happen again. And, and you know, hopefully I could get back to where I was.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I might want to. All right. I'm thinking even more about this now that we're talking about it. <laughs> The other thing that I know me and you have been, we have a lot in common about is like workshops. I know if you would have asked us two years ago, me and you were like team workshop. That's like the way to go. We were like obsessed with it. And then, I mean, I'm COVID has a lot to blame with it because I mean, I think you and I both consistently went to workshops before COVID happened. And then um, I just don't know if I want to go back and I've, have gone back and I haven't found a good meeting I like because meet- the meetings have all changed since coming since they've reopened and I've just like haven't been feeling the vibe that I was feeling before. And but I know you were talking about on your podcast this week about the thought of going back to workshops yeah. and stuff. Like where are you kind of at with that?
2: I if I if I do this reset I'm gonna go back to workshops. Um yeah. You know I I get complacent. Like I I get we you know you get in a routine, you get in a rut. Like you know, I like doing my last minute podcast prep down at the cigar lounge. I like sitting there with a cup of coffee, relaxing, watching TV, talking to the guys. Instead of rushing home from work, changing into my weighing clothes, going to the, the workshop. Um, and then, you know, sitting there, and then coming home and not having a lot of time before. But like, you know what? That was my routine that worked. But my, I, I'm lucky that I, I have a workshop that I absolutely love. My coach is amazing. Um, the people in the workshop, that are like, same workshop yeah.
1: is still available.
2: And what bothered me originally, like when it first opened up again, you know, I, it just wasn't the same. We're all sitting there with the masks on. I can't understand anyone. they talking across the room. Everybody's spaced out. I don't hear what they're saying. It, everything was just like, you know, my leaders trying to talk with the thing. I'm like, I, I'm not getting the same thing out of it. There was like six people in the room.
1: It did. So I it felt it did not have the same feeling. Having wow. your chairs completely spread out with only a few people, It it lost that personal feeling Mm -hmm. and kind of like, yeah, I agree. And I think that was part of it too. And now that things are kind of fully reopened, I think I should go give it a shot again. but Well,
0: and I think you like hit it on the head too with something you said about like getting back into that routine. Like right now with COVID, we've fallen out of routines. Like we sleep in later, we go to bed later, we don't cook at home as much. You know, all Mm -hmm. these like things that we've fallen out of routine with that – and I know we've talked about this before, like, I know you still go into the office, but we have not for a long time, but those are like things I'm looking forward to about being back in the office is being on, I don't want to go back, but being more on a routine because routines do help. Like it, you will go haywire if you're not on a routine. If you don't have a time that you wake up every day, don't have a time you go to bed every day, don't meal prep your meals, don't grocery shop, don't plan everything's just chaotic and up in the air like you are that's not a routine you are not going to succeed so i think going back i've never been a workshop person but i i know for myself i've fallen out of routines in other ways and i think just getting some of that routine back in itself is going to be really helpful
1: yeah so wait do you go to you go to your workshops on mondays
2: yeah that's monday nights because you know originally i used to go on sundays um, but when I started up again in 2017, I went with my best friend Nick, and he couldn't, he works on Sunday. So his night, he, the, the night he was available was Monday night. So we were like, all right, let's do Monday nights. And it just so happened that the coach was great. Um, we loved the meeting right away. And then it became the routine. I also like Mondays because it keeps me on track for the weekend.
1: I was going to say, do Mondays. you are, that was what I was going to get to next. Like, I and maybe this is a poor decision and maybe that would help me get in check but yeah i'm i've been a thursday workshop gal it's you have your weekend and then you make up for it monday through thursday i guess which is a horrible way to look at it but that's wednesdays or thursdays have been my way in since day one
2: that's right, a popular day wednesday thursday that some people those people do it because you know they like the weekend. and listen there's nothing wrong with that um you know, I the weekend for me is never really I, I'm not a big drinker. Um I don't really go out. I'm not a bar person, I'm, I'm not a big restaurant person. So we we hang out a lot at my brother's house. That's, you know, and he cooks a lot, they cook a lot, so like the, that's where I would overindulge sometimes, you know, when he's barbecuing or, or cooking something like that. Um or comedy clubs. That's really where it would get a little hairy on the weekends, but um other than that, it just I'm, for some reason, I was always okay with you know not going crazy on the weekends.
1: Yeah, see, it's been no no, it's been no secret that alcohol and going out is my well, yeah. both of our largest
0: problems. Yeah, I weigh in Friday mornings because I'm like, hopefully, I'm not doing too much Thursday night, and then I have my weekend,
1: and yeah, I just. You have your extra points to go into the weekend. <laughs> yes.
2: That's most people, I feel. Like, you know, it's you know, they work hard all week. You
1: Monday weigh-in people are crazy. You I guys are crazy. hardcore. <laughs> what um okay, another thing you had mentioned recently that I wanted to talk about because I know it's something I struggle with, is jealousy during your weight loss journey. And how that comes in like with social media and does it help you hurt you both? Yeah. I I was There's never, I, I question I, clear at all. Yeah. Cause I think it can
0: be hard when you are in a rut and you are having a hard time getting back on track, but you're you, like your mentality is that you're on track, but you're really not. Yeah. But you're scrolling through and you're seeing like, Oh my gosh, this person looks so good. This person lost three pounds this week. This person did this and you're not doing those things. So like, how do you deal with jealousy and it being such an in-your-face thing on social media? How everybody else is doing around you? How do you deal with that?
2: It's not, it's it's not jealousy to the point where I, I wish bad on them. I don't wish they gained back their weight or anything like that. No, it's just,
0: no. <laughs> but you it's wish more, you were there, like you wish you were losing at a rate that they were. Or
2: yeah, because Facebook will tell you, you know, on this day here it is. You know, this is what I this is where I was. This is what I look like.
1: My memory and then really I go,
2: yeah. Then I go on Instagram and my good friend, uh, John, if you, he's, uh, on Instagram, J, uh, Jrp's journey, he's lost like over 275 pounds. Wow. The guy looks absolutely amazing yeah, and he he works incredibly hard. Like he's at the gym every day. I'm not jealous of him that he's so successful. Uh, I'm proud of him. He pushes me and motivates me. Um, but I'm jealous that I, I, should be at that point. I would be at that point if I didn't have this the slip up. I would be that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I get jealous of the fact that at this point I should be closing it on three hundred pounds down.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Not trying to get back to two hundred pounds down. So that's where that jealousy comes in. But it also. Oh
1: no. He froze. I give up. Oh, sorry, you froze for a second, Anthony. Oh,
2: I just it keeps like you know pushing me to to not give up. Like you know, to keep fighting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause I know that's I that's what I struggle with, especially people that I'm um are newer to their journey, like where maybe they just started last year and I see like, oh, I hit my hundred pound and I get like and they're like already like going past everything I've done and I'm just like, Oh my god, if I had never like slowed down in twenty eighteen with my journey and made it like so much of a yo-yo up and down these last couple of years. I would definitely be at my goal by now or at yeah. least really close to and that's like a hard pill to swallow a lot of times and I definitely like you said I don't wish ill will on these people no. but I just get you like you can't help but compare yourself to so many people on social media yes, nature. Think, like for me
0: personally like yes it can be easy to see somebody killing it and to feel like down on yourself but I still like outweighing the pros and cons of social media and following people that are on their weight loss journey. I personally feel like it's more helpful to me than harmful to me when I feel that way, because I'm still getting inspiration from that person and other people and meal ideas. And and, and if I wasn't looking at that every day, if I didn't open my Instagram every day and see people that are, you know, trying to stay on track with what they're eating and posting their workouts and, you know, kind of on the same journey as me, like I wouldn't be even where I am today. Like if, I, if it wasn't in my face and I was looking at it every day.
1: Yeah, there's definitely those um, those motivating moments too. It's not all just, I'm yeah. sitting there with rage and jealousy as I'm <laughs> scrolling my Instagram every day. Why, why, why? <laughs> um, I wanna get into something fun to chat about. Okay. I don't
0: know. Be fun. Yeah, well I think I feel like we've talked about this a little like side chatted a little bit about it. So,
1: let's I'm, go dating. We're going to go dating. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> what
0: what are your initial thoughts when we say the word dating? Like what just initially <laughs> comes
1: to mind?
2: The capital pits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, okay, so I had forgotten that you were you've only been engaged once, right? Twice. Twice. Okay. So both-, both before I was
2: 30. Yeah. I got engaged twice before I was 30 twice.
1: Okay. So no times in your thirties, you've gotten smarter.
2: No, I've almost actually came, I came close, um, a couple of times, but nothing ever uh, worked out.
1: Um, is that a good thing looking back?
2: Yes. Um, uh, both times. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I, in 2014, I was very serious with somebody. Um, Actually, we were thinking about moving in together at the beginning of 2015. Just uh, she ended it, um, and I, I realized that it was probably for the best. I mean, I don't know ill will now. Um, we both follow each other on social media, chat every once in a while. I wish her well. You know, not, I don't wish any you know ill will towards her. Even my the other ex that um, I was I was serious with. You know, she got you know she's about to become a mom for the first time, and you know that's what she really wanted. And so everybody's got what they, you know, I guess in the long run, what they wanted, but definitely bullets dodged in, in that sense. Like, you know, my life probably wouldn't have been where I wanted it to be at that point.
1: Do you feel, cause I mean, are you actively online dating right
2: now? I don't know what we call actively, but yeah, I'm on the apps. You go on the
1: apps every day. You do some swiping.
2: Yeah. And I hate every second of it. Absolutely hate every second of it. I, I want to meet somebody. Cool. Like, I'm a rom-com guy. I want to meet somebody the old fashioned way. I want to be like walking, like in a store and like, you know,
0: I know. unfortunately
1: that doesn't happen when anymore. i hear when i hear about somebody like when they actually tell me they met someone in the wild i'm just like how oh. i'm like shocked because i just yeah. assume 99 percent of people meet online now
2: like i'm so jealous of my brother that he never had to do this like he, him he met his wife back in like 2005 2006 yeah. they started dating he never had to, like he never had to go through this like you know and he's young he's younger than me but like you he met his wife young and he never had to go through like, you know, the online dating stuff and all this. And it seems like it's all people want to do anymore. You know, people don't want to meet like, you know, in person. And no, it's, it's so
1: much people just say it's so much easier. You don't really have to put yourself out there. Like, cause putting yourself out there on an app versus like yeah. approaching somebody in the wild is a well, lot you, less. You scary. can kill it on
0: the app too. Yeah. If you, if you are attracted to someone physically, start talking to them and then the vibe is off. You can very easily just, unmatch and move on with your
1: life and like yeah i need to know know. anthony do you have your like opening line when you match with somebody
2: well i i use bumble a lot so So they have to have an
0: opening line
2: they have to have an opening line um i am horrible on hinge and other ones where i have to talk i don't have an opening line it's it's awkward it's weird like on hinge you
1: need to get one
2: well, on the, actually, the one person I matched on Hinge recently, um, I noticed she was her pic, profile picture was like a bunch of stuff from the '90s that was the cl- clerk's poster. Uh-huh. So I just wrote, it, I'm "Like, oh, that's pretty funny." I said, "I have a 90210 pa- uh, poster in my living room," and it's like, "No, that was from a place in North Carolina." And then, but then she went to high school with my brother, so her next one was, like, "Are you Mike's brother?" I'm like, "Oh yeah." So it was like. <laughs> That kind of broke the ice that she, you know, I didn't have to dig too much further. We had something to talk about being from the same town. But um, yeah, I I, I I
0: always have to remind myself when scrolling and like matching with somebody and starting a conversation though, like you always feel like you're the one going into this when it's like both of you, like you both signed up for a dating app and you both are scrolling tonight and you both matched and but it always feels like it's you you always feel like you're the one that doesn't know what you're doing and that you're like (laughs) reaching out to somebody that's like a professional online dater and you're like no we're both in the same situation we're both here for a reason
2: i i hate it i don't really i do it just because you know i open the app and it's something to kill time with but i really want to meet somebody out in the wild i want to meet somebody the real way i want to meet somebody you know not anthony
1: you're not going to meet any chicks at the cigar lounge. (laughs)
2: You need to go start hanging
1: out at Starbucks during PSL season or
0: something.
2: (laughs) I do go to Starbucks. I mean, now that it's open again, I'll go there to write, you know. But, you know, during COVID, the only place that was really open like that was the Cigar Lounge. So I would go, I would write there, um, do my podcast prep there. But no, I'd go to Starbucks. And that never happened ever at Starbucks before. (laughs) Well, I mean...
0: Pumpkin spice lattes are coming out early, early this year. Like we're all talking right. August early, and I mean that is the time to go. You know what? Checks at Starbucks. You know
1: what also has changed the whole meeting people in the wild now too is half people. Half of the people have like their AirPods in all the time, and they're on their phone, and like everybody's always distracted. Nobody's ever just like walking around, yep. like taking in the world, and it's like you're always like in your technology and. You're well, in the
0: times when you're not, like, yeah, because when you're alone, it's like when you're not with anybody else, it's really easy just to like check your email and do other things. But then the times that you're not doing that, you're usually out with your friends, where you're not really like, like you're with your friends, like you're enjoying your time out with your friends. You're not, yeah, looking for. So yeah, it's it's definitely hard. But online dating is exhausting and not fun. I've recently jumped back and do it myself just mainly to keep myself entertained and busy right now. But that's yeah, a lot. And I'm like, it, it had been months since I had opened an online dating app. So I opened it and I'm like, what happened over the past few months? Like we here in LA get a lot of like, just model looking guys like that look like they went and got like modeling pictures done. and they like, <laughs> And I'm like, no, but it's like everybody looks like that or everybody's like, a scuba diver and i'm like a i don't know anybody d- in my life that's this adventurous why does everybody on this app seem this adventurous i'm because like literally i know nobody cooler knows.
1: than they
2: are that's the same for girls though i see the same thing on on my end like you know or super filtered pictures where like it looks like they they were cartoon characters <laughs> i mean I, I don't i don't and that's the thing i don't get filters i, I don't you know i rather have to see the person what they look like don't have makeup on let me see what you look like when you wake up in the morning that's that's the we'll key.
0: Hey, <laughs> I don't know how so many mean, girls you're going to find that won't have makeup on. And they're I, like, crazy, I, like, so.
2: I like girls that don't wear makeup. I mean, to be honest, I, every at girl is dating. You know what
0: you're looking for then when you're scrolling. Like, it's
1: easy for you to... link
2: it get made up afterwards. Let me see what's going on. you know,
1: see what it is yeah. before. I we, just you know. came up with a new dating app idea. What? The first... Okay, so you can upload photos, but the main photo you're going to swipe on is a photo that you take in the app. And you can't do anything, like no filters, nothing. It's just a strict photo that you take on the phone.
2: It should be the first picture when you wake up in the morning, just snap a picture of yourself. Yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: And that's, that's and it's the like
1: a, It's like a, a diet bet where you have
0: to put the date on the scale. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put the date like on your forehead or something.
1: Oh, yeah. So you know it's not them from like <laughs> yeah, seven years ago. They give you a
0: word of the day. It's like Apple. Apple.
1: Jeff was guilt. Jeff had a lot of old photos, But Jeff doesn't take any photos. Like once I like like knew him and later on I'd like see photos of something I'm like, wait, this photo is like five years old. <laughs> That's it. Some okay, people so-
2: aren't aren't like social media people or, you know, take a lot yeah. of pictures. Or like you know, the same like you said, like the adventurous people. Like I- I'm not if you're writing that you go mountain biking and hiking and climbing, I don't want to do that.
0: That's kind of where I am right now. Like I don't it's mind hiking. I like hiking. I honestly don't mind if you like mountain biking. I'm not gonna go. But like some of my no's right now are I'm seeing a lot of guys that ride motorcycles and I'm not getting on the back of a motorcycle. So that's a hard pass for me. If you love (laughs) motorcycles, I'm sure you want a girl that wants to ride on the back and that's not me. Um, And then like I get intimidated with guys that are like, I've traveled to 37 countries and I'm like, oh my God, I wish I had that kind of vacation time. (laughs) Like, I don't think I can keep up with you. But yeah, it's just, it's very weird being back. And I'm like, where are the normal looking guys? Where are the guys that are just normal and like working for a living? And like, I can't find them yet. Like everybody looks so like done up and like fake and altered and just like trying to present themselves. Like, I mean, if that is your life, rad. That's, awesome but also like i don't think the way that people are presenting themselves are, are what their actual like
1: yeah life setups related. happen
0: anymore
2: they get set up anymore that that doesn't happen right
0: no laura do you have anybody you can set me up with i need i need to go through all my friends and ask to be set up maybe that's it's easier because
1: like jeff he used to have some friends that were single but he doesn't have any single friends really. that's the
2: thing too like i'm i'm gonna be 42 so, like, most of my friends are, like, married, and their friends are married, and it's like, you know, uh, they, who they set me up with? No one. There's yeah. Like, no one do you find
1: that to be a, because I remember that was, like, a thing when I had told people, like, how old Jeff was and stuff. Do you feel like people, and this is not me, like, saying this is true, but do you feel like girls might say, like, well, what's wrong with this guy? Like, why is, why is he 42 and single?
2: Yeah, I, you know, with no kids and uh, like, yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of like from the movie um if you, Fever Pitch when he was like 30 and like, well, why is he 30 and still in the wild? Like, well, you know, why 30, is he yet? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I think of. Like, I, you know, yes and no. um I mean, in my age group, there's a lot of divorced single moms. That's what I look, you know, as was. Yeah. And a lot of times what they're looking for is not what I'm looking for. Like, I'm not looking to be someone's dad right off the bat and this and that i want to i want to meet somebody and have like i want to have a relationship i don't want to you know i'm selfish but i don't want to be second fiddle right off the bat i want yeah. to be you I know blame like, you.
0: i've been there done that in my marriage and that's like something i know at 34 there are a lot of men on these dating sites that have been married or have kids and and i I've, I've been married i'm on there as you know being yeah. divorced but i Cannot and will not date somebody with a kid. I can't be like that, like second afterthought again and deal with, you know, not having a say and baby mama drama and all, like, I can't. So I'm sure like the way that I have my filter set up and where I don't even see what's out there if they have children, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure like that's a big reason I'm not seeing a lot of what's out there, but I, I already know that's like a hard thing. No, for me, it's it's not yeah. even something I would consider.
2: So, well, people see that like I'm very good with my, my nephews and my niece, and how much I love and care about them, which I do. That that my world, I, I absolutely love them. But Girls again, love that. At the end of the day, I go home. Like you know, yeah. like I always my, I do a joke about it. Like I don't like your kids. I like my brother's kids. Like those. That's, <laughs> Thank those, you. Those this like.
1: is what I've been saying for since I've like really started not wanting kids anymore. Is I'm like I just realized I don't like kids. If I have no connection to the like your kid, like yeah. you're not like one of my dear friends' kids or just like somebody I personally know, I probably don't like your kid.
2: I, I told the little girl to go in the house of modern business the other day at my, <laughs> my nephew's birthday party. I was on the porch. <laughs> I, I, first of all, I stood away from everybody. Like, I don't know my 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 brother had you know my you know, nephew's eighth birthday party. And there was a lot of people from his baseball team in school. I don't know them. You know, when his friends are over, I'll have me and my dad will smoke cigars in the backyard. They don't care. I didn't let people worry about it. So me and him went on the porch and we were hanging out on the porch. And this little girl comes out and goes, Sir, can you please put that out? I don't like it. I said, Why don't you do me a favor? Go in the house and mind your business.
1: Or go in the backyard. (laughs) 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 That totally
0: reminds me of when I was little. So my dad smokes like one cigar a year and it's with his sister, my aunt. And they have like, it's tradition. They've done it like every year since before I've been born, I'm sure. But I remember one New Year's Eve, my aunt and uncle were at our house and we were kids and they like snuck off into the garage to go smoke their New Year's <laughs> Eve cigar. And we like, my sister and I caught on to what we were, they were doing. And we
1: made like anti-smoking signs and like went out and marched. <laughs> March. <laughs> March. to the driveway. And, then, and then your dad was like, why don't you go back in yes. Boston? Mind he's your like, he's way past
0: your bedtime. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I you mean, just- time, it's mean, It's nighttime. But because
2: it's not my, I have no, I have no affiliation. I didn't know who this kid was. I have no affiliation with them. I got that's you know my nephews and nieces fine. I mean they want to tell me whatever they can tell me. They, could, they act, they don't mind it. Like they, um, yeah, they're used to it. That's what I, that's what Uncle Cheese does, you know. Um, but I don't know who this this person is, and I, I just yeah. was they're not my. I, I, I'm not dealing with other people's kids. I'm, yeah. I I'm just, <laughs> but I'm don't you think it.
0: that's one thing that's kind of nice about dating as you get older is like I would have settled for literally anything 10 years ago. Like when I first met my ex, like it, I would have settled just for like a little attention and like he was a little cute and like whatever. Whereas now like was I scroll through profiles and I'll be like, Ooh, he's cute. But I don't automatically swipe just because he's cute. Like I'm looking at like do they have kids? What do they want? Um, what is their job? Like, what do they like to do? Like, I'm trying to see initially, like, do we have anything in common? Because I'm also, I know I'm gonna have to waste my time, but I don't want to have to waste yeah. any
1: more than I have to. I also don't trust any, like, 95% of the men on what they say they want. Great. Yeah,
2: I mean, I've Sorry, been that- <laughs> No, I've been guilty of that myself. I'll, I'll like, you know, I'll play along a little bit. You know, um, but I think both. I think it's on both ends. You know, um, you know, people will say, you know, it's, I think about I, I think about dating like a, like a job interview. You're, you're gonna, you want to get that job. You're gonna say things that you're not gonna do. Yeah, you know, exactly. And I think it's I on both know, ends, though.
1: It's, <laughs> well, it's yeah, people, know. you know, people it's,
2: want to be in a relationship, so it's like they'll, you know, that's why I think that the my like, my friend Tracy always says that like you don't know this person; they're a stranger. Yeah, you know, so you but don't need to be
0: upfront on what you're on there for. Like, are you just on there to hook up? Are you just on there? Because a lot of people are on there now for like mm-hmm. travel buddies, like they like to travel. And so they want like a girl to like just have a passport and be able to like pick up and go like, but be like honest, like, are you on here just to hook up? Because that's fine. But that's not why I'm on there. Or like, yeah. are you really hoping to like meet the one too? like, is that your goal? that doesn't mean that the first person you talk to has to be the one, but like it to have that be a goal is like,
1: this is what I think I learned online dating is there were a lot of guys that were wanting to find a relationship, but they also had like 90% of the women that they were willing to just hook up with, even if they didn't see a potential relationship with that. They're like, They'll string you along a little bit so you, they can at least hook up while they still are trying to find somebody that they want to have a relationship with.
2: Fair. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, I, I think, again, both. I think it's both sides.
0: Do you well, get that so
1: from girls? Yeah. Okay, I'm so down. that's what one thing because it's like me and Steph always share like kind of the like girl side of things. So yeah. we hear a lot about all of the issues that girls face with dating. I don't feel like it's as common to hear issues that guys face like what would you say is maybe like one of the big issues that guys face with dating
2: um well yeah i mean i think it's the both sides but like you know i think a lot of girls are out there just looking to hook up um and i think some are you know especially on, uh, people that dm me on instagram um the amount of people that are either married or in relationships i mean it's i think that's where i think guys kind of get into that thing like because people automatically assume guys just want to hook up
1: wait so are you getting like a a lot of chicks that are just like sliding into your dms and stuff
0: not a lot
2: but i mean it it happens um
1: from the ww community
0: or like random girls both (laughs) 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 oh Oh, i'm gonna say you'd be surprised, who, say, you'd be you surprised
2: who pops into the dm i get
0: guys that slide into my dm but i'm pretty sure they're
1: fake and live, and live in like <laughs> columbia or something like oh no i, don't I think mean they're there's actual guys yeah. oh they're, they're have, like yeah. a porn star like try not a, i don't know if she's a porn star but she was definitely catfishing you i
2: don't know what that is and believe me i'm very close to actually just being catfished i mean at this point <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's a good story but no, I I mean it's it has happened where like, you know, again you meet I meet girls and they don't want anything serious. Um they want to date other guys. And I I'm very much like no, I want to date one person at a time. And maybe I'm not like normal guys like you know or like how guys are, but like I meet somebody, I don't want to date other people. I want to see where this goes. I want to see how this works. Um cuz I'm, you know, I I can't handle I can barely handle dating one person at a time, let alone multiple. So
1: Yeah. Um,
2: That's usually where it it goes south for me is that, you know, I'm like, maybe I try to, you know, get, not to say get serious too fast, but like let's just stop the games and let's just see where this is and what it is. And if it doesn't work, we'll go our own way. But But
0: it is kind of a game because even though I feel the same way, like I don't have the energy to be juggling multiple people. I want that person to think that, I'm juggling multiple, like not that I'm judging, juggling multiple people, but just like that I haven't put all my eggs in like his basket, like that you need to be trying hard if you want to be with me because I haven't like fully invested. Like, I don't want somebody to think I've like fully invested in them when like, I don't know if they've fully invested in, you know what I mean? So like behind the scenes, I might not be going on like other dates, but you're not going to know that. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I get I get that. But yeah, I mean that's probably the last couple of uh dates I went on. Um the, the last one I went on was was that. She was she met somebody else um after we had went out randomly in the wild, I guess, as as they say. So it was like and she said they she had, they had more of a connection. What is
0: your go-to first date? Like, when you match with a girl and you're setting up a date, like, do you have a go-to that you like to do for a first date? Like, coffee or drinks or dinner or lunch? Like, what is, like, your go-to for, like, a first date?
2: I'm, like, casual. It's, like, coffee or, or like, a drink if they want. You know, I don't – you know, dinner is, like, more of a second date, get to know somebody. But I like to get, like, coffee or something where you can just sit and talk for a little while, you know, easy out if you want to get out. Um, Where dinner, I think you just – you're there. You're at dinner. So Yeah.
0: Well, and as an as a guy, what are your thoughts on who pays for dates? Like are guys you pay. very much like you pay or are you like we split the bill and like we just No,
2: guy, guys guys pay. I'm a little old school in that way. Um
0: you know I like that. I feel like that's that's what I want. Not that like I won't eventually pay for something. Like I yeah. don't have like a spoiled girl mentality, but like also I think I would be very turned off if I went to, you know, we ordered coffee and like he asked me to like split or something. I, yeah, was
1: like, I remember I went to on a first date with a guy. He chose Outback for our first date. Cool. Did you get a blooming onion? No.
0: God. That's the <laughs> only reason I would want to go. I, oh,
1: I was like hardcore in my diet at the time. Oh. So I'm sure I was making better decisions than blooming onions where today I'd be like, I'll take a blooming <laughs> onion. No, but, um, and I remember like before he was like, before the check even gets here, I'm just going to let you know I've set myself, like, the standard of, like, no matter how good a first date goes, I just always make sure we split on the first date. You couldn't have let and me I know was that like, before? <laughs> well, and I was, and that's fine. Like, I have no problem, but just like, just the way split. he had put it, it, it. Exactly, where I was, like, I have no, you want to know what his job was? He was a designer for Lula Roe leggings. Like all of oh, the God, crazy so hideous. we are ugly. Patterns, yeah, were all of the hideous patterns. Their headquarters, like you're terrible in your job. Because their headquarters were, were in like Corona. And uh, yeah, he was like somebody who like, because I remember him like sending me photos. Like, what do you think of this design and stuff? <laughs> Anyways, we never went on a second date.
0: I just feel like, and Obviously. there might be some people that are, you know, a little more feminist than me and, like my sister, my sister is like very feminist in that she feels like she will not allow a guy to pay for her on a first date. Like she wants to split. That's just her. That's not me. I feel like if you are going to take a girl out on a date and to me, dates should just be more casual, like you were saying, like coffee or drink. Like my first date with MBM was like very over the top, you know, and, um, but I think like, if you are willing to take a girl out, you need to be willing to buy her a drink or two. You need to be willing to spend 15 to $30. And if you don't have 15 to $30 to spend on a date, maybe you shouldn't go on that date or or plan something where you (laughs) can't afford it or something because the more dates that go on, the more chances there's going to be for like that person to pick up the tab one time or something, you know? And I just think, yeah, I think it goes back to like you were saying about just being like, like a a little bit old school, like trying to like, win the person over that you're wanting to take yeah. out and i don't know that's just how i feel is it yeah i mean the shivery's is
2: not dead i mean you know you pull out a chair you open a door i mean these are little things that you know i don't know it's just that i was taught to do you know um I, you know my mother who was not in any means um like a passive woman like you know my mother was very independent you know but still she liked to Oh, she woke up in the morning. My father had a coffee waiting for her. Like, she, it was certain, th- you know, that's not, I think, you know, um, being in control. It's just doing nice things for somebody that you care about. Is- so to me, like if you take, you ask somebody out, buy him a drink, buy him a couple, buy him a meal. Like it's not, it's, it's not like saying, okay, you know, I'm the man and I'm in charge. It's just a nice gesture. And it's like kind of getting the, everything started off right. Like I, I went, my ex-girlfriend, the first time we went out, we met at Starbucks and she had bought her coffee. I was like, what are you doing? I said, I would have got the coffee when I got, it. like, you know, she got there first and I was like upset that she bought her coffee. I was like, yeah. I'm going to get it for you. So I was like, get a second cup so I can buy it for you. Like, you know, <laughs> wanted to be able to buy the coffee there. Like,
0: like, you have to want a muffin or something, right? Yeah. Like, what's
2: wrong? Like, <laughs>
0: it's, it's hard. It's hard, I think, on both sides because, you know, I think most guys want to do that for the girls that they're taking out. But girls have a really hard time with – they want that too, but they don't want to come off like, like we're using you or like we can't handle ourselves or mm-hmm. like I'm, what is yeah. like the right – you know what I mean? I understand what you're
1: trying to like say. Like it's it's a hard
0: balance of like wine, wanting to be wined and dined and like wanting to be taken out but not wanting to look like you're like taking advantage or that you can't buy your own drinks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like this fine, this fine awkward line. But I have a friend that went on a first date. I was with her on Saturday and we were talking, she's jumping back into online dating too um, after months and months and months of being away from it. And she's just jumping back in. She had her first date this weekend and it, they were just doing coffee too. And I asked her, I'm like, so are you like going to let him pay? And she's like, no, like she was like, it like I think it, like, gave her anxiety, the thought of, like, standing there and ordering your coffee drinks together, and then, like, like who's going to pay, you know, because I'm, like, that thought get, makes me nervous, too, but she texts me after the date, and she's, like, we had so much fun. She's, like, he bought my coffee. I was, like, oh, <laughs> because it feels so, like, it just feels good to be, like, you know, like, wooed a little bit when something... Yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's what I'm
2: saying. Like, you know, you're trying to court somebody, you try to do the right thing, and, you know, it's not... It's not saying, like, I'm in control. I mean, it's, it's, it's just saying, like, you know, you just, it's a nice gesture. It's like, yeah. hey, you know, I'll pick up the coffee. I'll pick up the check. And Like you said, down the road, yes, as there's times when you're in a relationship that things, it goes, you know, people, girl pays, whatever. But, like, in the beginning, it is nice, to, especially as, as a guy. I like to, you know, try to do something nice and, and you know, make someone feel special. That's really what it's yeah, about. Yeah. It's trying to make them feel special. Yeah,
1: exactly. So like when you put yourself out there, like, cause one thing we always talk about, especially with Stephanie is like the things you like overthink in, on a first date or in a new relationship and stuff. Are there like things that you have that are like big overthinkers for when you go on a first date?
2: I overthink everything. I mean, I'm, I, it's like, I'm overthinking every little movement. Um, i um, that-
1: this is not just girls that do this.
0: So you overthink like <laughs> if they're going to show up. Like the bill, like
2: everything. Cause I overthink everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm I overthink like, you know, um you know, things I said, like did I say the wrong thing? Like the, yeah, I said that, but they didn't and they laughed at that. Did I get it? Did they not get it? Like I'm going through that. Or I overthink like, you know, even just ca- texting conversations. Why haven't I heard from them in a while. Um, or like if they you're texting them on Instagram, they've seen it, but they haven't heard like, you know. It's just I overthink absolutely everything and I will build up this whole crazy scenario in my head and then it's usually nothing but I've it's, been uh,
1: convinced like and like people I don't think I've ever really thought Jeff was going to break up with me but some of my ex-boyfriends like at least 10 times I was convinced like oh they must be and then like I found he was like oh no I was just like at the Verizon store getting my phone fixed <laughs> like calm down <laughs> yeah
2: that's usually the case is like, it's a little something like, you know, they didn't have the phone with them or something, but yeah, I mean, I overthink everything and it's just, that's just my nature and is who I am. Um, and it, it, it hurts them, I guess sometimes in a relationship, uh, people get tired of it. They, they don't like it, but, um, I mean, I, I, am not going to change this point. It's, it's, uh, I'm programmed. We are, we are. Yeah. It's like Popeye said, I am who I am.
1: Yep. All right, do you got a good horror story for us? I should have prepped you so you could have thought of one. But do you have a good dating horror story?
2: It's actually this just came up on my um, my Facebook on this day. Um, So I went out with this girl I met at the vitamin store. Um, This is years ago. This is back then. So you did
1: meet someone in the wild. wild.
2: Well, this is like 2003 or 2004. (laughs) Um, I used to go to this one vitamin shop, and she worked there. And she actually asked me out, which I was kind of cool because I've never been. That was like the first time like a girl actually asked me out. Um, we were at first. Of all, we went to the movies, and a friend of mine walked in and she started making fun of him right away like the way he was dressed and stuff. And I was like, That's actually a friend of mine. And she's like, Oh, I didn't mean that. I'm like, Oh, it's okay. Um, I'll let that go, you know, whatever. I mean, I make fun of people all the time. Um, but then we went out to de- eat afterwards, and she started telling me the medis- all the medication she takes take this to offset that, this to offset this, this to offset that, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, then she started telling me that I shouldn't take certain vitamins that i buy at the store i'm like okay like just <laughs> like it was just it was really everything was just She was trying to tell me like how to lose weight and how to do this it was like it was almost like i was being talked down to the whole time like, oh, about, like. so we, i drop her off and she's like do you want to come in and i said no i gotta go buy uh sausage for my grandmother's gravy tomorrow sunday gravy that's the excuse i left and i was like <laughs> i'll see you later and that was basically it
1: <laughs> Some sausage.
2: Yeah, I had to go buy the meat for the gravy. Um, but no, I don't really even had any like horrible dating. That's one thing, like that was probably the worst, and it wasn't even that bad. Um, because I usually think the dates go good and then I never hear from them again. So I guess I'm the horrible dating story. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't have I know, any, it's, any really horror stories.
1: Do you feel like you've done anything to anyone where they would think that you were a horror story?
2: Um I guess being a comic, I I'm very open and I share a lot and I make jokes about things that sometimes other people take as jokes or think as jokes and think it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably like, I had one person, like I was joking around saying I was a hopeless romantic and they thought that that meant that I was like obsessed with them from date. It was a set up. my friend had set us up and she was like, yeah, he seems like, uh, he's like clingy and something like that. And I was like, no, I just was, I made a joke about something that said hopeless romantic. I forget even what it was. Yeah. And everything was going fine until I said that. Then she it ended. But I, I don't know. I'm I'm bad at like reading that kind of stuff. Like I, to me, everything seems to go. I mean, every first date I've had seemed okay. Like I don't, yeah. I don't. There should have been a second one. A lot of them, but um, I don't know.
1: That's a thing too. I think that's what my problem. I don't know if it was a problem, but like because I could have a normal conversation, like, and we still like because I can still have like a good convo with somebody for an hour and a half or something. And leave and like think well that was a good date but it doesn't necessarily mean i thought we had a connection or they thought we had a connection we just got along and so i think that's kind of what the problem is a lot where you're like wow i thought that first date went good what happened when i don't hear from them ever again and i think it's just i mean it's so easy to ghost people but i think it's such a horrible thing that's become like such a big thing these days
2: yeah i I, i've gotten ghosted a couple times recently this year and that's that's not fun I mean, just be honest and say, like, what, you know... And I actually heard from somebody recently that, that kind of ghosted me for a little while. Um, they texted me out of the blue. Um, I would
1: get that sometimes, too. I hate... That's such bullshit.
2: Yeah, they had went somewhere and sent me, like, a Star Wars thing, and I was like... And I talked to them, and I was like, like sorry, I'm in I'm like, ah, no worries. Like I said, like, I'm here if you want to talk to me. Even if you don't want to talk to them, I'm still here. I mean, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Um, but, yeah, it's... The, the ghost... I guess it's, it's so easy to do it now. I mean everybody talks mostly on text. No one really talks on the phone. I say too, I like talking on the phone. Like I meet somebody, I want to talk, I want to have conversations on the phone. I want to talk to phone.
0: That's like torture for
1: me.
2: <laughs> it, it is, but that's like, you know, I don't feel like you really can communicate over text in the beginning. Like you, you know, things get, can get very misconstrued over text message. It's, yeah. you know, you don't know how to read things. And if, if you over, if you're an overthinker, I mean, what better way than to actually just hear it? Like, this is yeah, what the, they you. meant to exactly. you, you hear the inflection in their voice. Like, this is how they meant to say it. That's true. Get on the phone, Steph. Talk to people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I feel, oh. I'm like looking at the time right now. I'm like, is this going to turn into a two-part episode? We've just been <laughs> talking away. And I feel like we still have so much we hadn't covered yet. But let's take a quick break. We're going to get a wine refill. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. And we'll be back. As we are getting back into the groove of going back to work, we're looking for super convenient meals to help us reach our goals.
0: That's where Real Good Foods comes in. Their products are high in protein, low in carbs, and made from real food ingredients. They don't use processed flours, and everything is 100% grain and gluten free, which is how they keep their carbs so low.
1: They make food for every occasion breakfast sandwiches, poppers, enchiladas, pizza, and more. The bacon-wrapped stuffed chicken is my personal favorite to just throw in the air fryer. So
0: whether you're on a keto diet, trying to cut back on your carbs, or just looking for a healthier option, these are a great
1: way to help you stay on track. Follow them on Instagram at RealGoodFoods and order online at RealGoodFoods.com. You can also purchase their products at Costco, Walmart, Target, Kroger, and other grocery stores nationwide. And we're back. Okay, so... We had asked, um, I'm going to cut some of these out because we're going super long. And we had asked on Instagram (laughs) if anybody had any questions for you. So I'm just going to go through like a few of them. Okay. Um, First question I got, any struggles with WW being predominantly women?
2: Uh, No. I mean, when I was younger, I wouldn't tell people I was on it yeah it didn't stop me from doing the program the program i always it always worked and i always felt like it was a great program but when you're younger when you're i was in my 20s i was kind of like um ashamed to say i was on ww because so many women were on it
1: yeah and Weight it Watchers something- seemed like the especially back in the day like i feel like yeah, my mom guys being it was- on it has become a lot more common where like well, the first yeah. time i did ww or weight watchers at the time 15 20 years ago like I don't remember if there was men in there. If there were, they were few and far between. It was like even women still like- dragging their husbands in
2: there. Yeah. Even like my workshops now, it's mostly women. And like, you know, on Instagram, 86% of my followers are women. Um, just from, you know, I guess from WW, but it's like, I own it now. It's like, I'm proud to be to be on the program. I think it's a great program. I think more men need to hear about it. That's why I'm so vocal with it as well. But it's never stopped me from doing the program just because it's been, you know, associated with women.
1: Yeah. Okay. Next. Another question. Tips for getting more men to WW workshops.
2: Um, I would say use more men in the ads. I mean, Mm -hmm. and that's something that they told me they wanted to do. I've been up to WW a few times. Um, I was told by the marketing team that I am what they wanted to market towards middle-aged guy. Um, you know, and I was told, you know, I guess it didn't happen, but I had been featured on their page um, recently, actually, with the Non-Scale Victory. Um, but I think really get more guys in the ads, like regular guys. Like, you know, and I think they're doing a great job with getting regular members in there and people mm-hmm. that, like, you know, you want to see somebody that looks like you almost. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I think they're doing that now. They're kind of moving away from the celebrities. You know, no one wants to see Jessica Simpson on WWE and mm-hmm. feel like, okay, that's going to be me. They 100%. want to see somebody who, you know, what's, the, what's my realistic goal here? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. not someone who's got a personal chef and a trainer and, you know, has all day everything to work out. To them, yeah. Yeah. So I think for, to get guys involved, you have to have more men in the ads and, and out in the open with it.
1: I wish they would have more guys doing, like, a lot of their, like, coaching stuff on social mm-hmm. media and everything. Because, like, where I think women, we will listen to men and women. But I think men – much more would rather
2: listen to men is that a true assumption like um well you can't go by me i'm i'm you know my mama's boy so i always you know <laughs> women always I, i'm very good at taking orders from women My my boss is a woman um I, I, no problem no problem uh listening to women but i think some men do want you know as far as relatability like you know yeah because you know, a lot of times in the workshops, you know, people are talking about the time of the month and they're talking about like, you know, you know, getting into a dress and all this stuff. And men's weight loss is a little different. You know, we're not so much concerned about like beach season and, and this we're, you know, I want to hear from somebody who's going through what I'm going through. Not that I don't care what other people are going through, but like, it is nice to have a familiar face and somebody that, you know, kind of mirrors what you're going through to, to, yeah. to lead workshop.
1: Um, and this is, I mean, I feel like because you've already made it pretty clear that you're different from a lot of guys, and so this and this is even more of a little more personal question. But she said, "Do men care about a woman's loose skin when being intimate?"
2: Me, no, I, I don't. Um, I look at it different because I'm on a weight loss journey. I look at that how as how a I man. Can,
1: When I saw that question, I was like, I think that's very different asking somebody on a weight loss journey versus just asking somebody who's been because i 'm sure there's plenty of guys
2: who would care yeah, like a few years ago before I started WW, um my ex at the time she had lost one hundred and twenty pounds she was she had um a sleeve mm-hmm. oh that 's the band she had the band and she had loose skin, and she was ashamed you know when we first started getting together and i said listen i said that's a that 's a badge of honor, wear that with pride you lost hundred and twenty pounds, like you know yeah. um but honestly, I think most guys they don't care i mean there's only one really part they care about I mean, just to be honest. <laughs> that's how
1: i try kind to of feel i mean it's like we get super like self-conscious and everything but
2: no i mean it's no i mean i'm sure there's people who are shallow out there but like you know i think like again i'm different but like you know being intimate with somebody is like when you get to know them and everything that that doesn't really matter what you know that what's underneath the clothes i mean you're just with that person that's yeah it's my rom-com answer that i go by (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's that's how i think though
2: i'm serious that's you know i'm much different than most guys in that that
1: yeah um next question is i know you've done ww calorie counting and if what makes you stick with ww over the others do you have a positive or negative experience with calorie counting and intermittent fasting
2: Um, it was all positive, uh, worked when I was doing it, you know, with, with WW, but WW to me is just, it's more sustainable. It's more, you know, you can, it's more living everyday life and, you know, able to fit in other things around it with intermittent fasting was like, you know, after a certain time, like I went to a friend's house for dinner, I felt weird. Like I was like, we have to eat before this time because I can't eat after this time. I'm going to be fasting. And like, it just, so WW to me, it's always when I say I'm getting back to basics, I do that and then I add the other stuff on. Calorie counting for me is important because as a bigger guy, I get a lot of points mm-hmm. and I think I get too many points. Like yeah, if I yeah. eat all my I points, like I don't sometimes. lose weight. Yeah. So I, mean, I do calorie counting more to, to rein it in a little bit. Um, so that's where it helps me with that.
1: Yeah. I definitely feel like that sometimes. I feel like I have too many points, especially because I do grain. Um, like where I can, if I'm sensible for breakfast and lunch, I could easily go to In-N-Out for dinner and still be – completely fine on my points. Yeah. And so, I mean, and obviously doing that once in a while is fine, but if that's how I'm filling my points every day, just cause I can, that's not necessarily yeah. the way to go. So um, I'm okay. And then this is just cause I'm looking at your WW bro podcast behind you right now. Do you ever feel um almost like you have to stick with ww because of that like you're like i named it the ww bro yeah. podcast i feel like i have to stick with this connection
2: yeah no sometimes i do um and i've actually talked to a few friends of mine about like re- naming the podcast something different um but i mean i i, I really like ww i like the program um uh, you know nothing about I'm not saying them like I'm, yeah, the program yes absolutely do I agree with everything they do no um have they pissed me off yes <laughs> they, I feel like you know I mean they've used me for things yes I mean they have a podcast on their app now I'm not gonna say I told Wait, them I but know I that. I told them I mean I told them where to put it but whatever
0: <laughs> I, I didn't you know they bitter, had a podcast on <laughs>
2: Yes, there's a podcast on the app. You can get a pod. They, they release it each week. And um, I'm not going to say who told them that's where you should put it, but maybe I did. Um, <laughs> so things like that, you know, uh, annoy me about it. But, I mean, the, pod, the WWE Bro, I also want to keep it because I want guys to be like, okay, no, there's a place I can go, even if I can't go to a workshop. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy talking about it. And it's always been since day one a Weight Loss Journey podcast. And I go out of my way to have people doing different things on here, um, even outside of weight loss, just to yeah. to get, you know, different aspects and different, you know, different motivations from people. So, but no, I, I think I'll keep the name. Um, I like the name. I, you know, uh, I have a poster behind me and I, <laughs> I got it. Uh, it's on one of my humidors. I had somebody actually specially engrave it on. So uh, I yeah. can't change it now.
1: No, <laughs> I would.
2: I think I'm going to um, stick with it. At one point, yes, I was thinking of changing it because I was thinking of actually leaving WW at one point.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll just skip down to my last question from Gooch. You can find him on Instagram. I'm Gooch, you're not. He wants to know how you got so damn handsome. <laughs> oh. Well,
2: I get it from my mama. That's really weird. <laughs> All the these medical men are very handsome, as you can see. Uh, my dad actually, believe it or not, people comment more about my dad than anything else my my friends my a lot of uh girls and friends would love my dad Aww. my friend tracy is obsessed with my dad She's like oh my god he's so good looking she's always like Does dad ask about <laughs> me today? like whenever i talk to him like pop asking me about me today You're like um and, and the my nephews are very handsome as well so i guess it's just like, in, cute in, in the very cute but uh gooch is a great guy uh if you don't follow him definitely go follow him yeah,
1: he's uh, a i had time. him on
2: I had him on the podcast and, and his his wife is killing it too. I was gonna uh-huh. say
1: his well wife. I don't remember her IG off the top of my head, but I know she
2: lighten up Lori, I think it is. Yeah. Yes, she yes. has
1: an incredible journey too.
2: They're um, uh they're killing it, they're like a power couple. Um they are. Yeah.
1: So I
0: think this brings us probably to the part that you've been waiting for, Anthony. It is our Flavor of the Week!
1: Anthony <laughs> Anthony gets to participate in his very own yes. Flavor of the Week. Are you so excited?
2: I am. Absolutely. I,
1: this
0: is like my favorite part,
1: except I struggle every week to think of something, but it's my favorite. <laughs> um, Anthony, why don't you share with us first? Tell us what your Flavor of the Week is.
2: The flavor of the Week is Trader Joe's Coffee and Garlic Rub. It's it seasonal.
1: So good. I have been watching you use that for. I don't ever run into it at the store because I'm sure if I would have, because I never think about it. If I would have seen yeah. it, I probably would have grabbed it by now. But I you know can get it on the-
2: Amazon. I get it. I buy it a lot on Amazon, especially in the winter.
1: Oh, um, is it a seasonal item?
2: It's a seasonal item, so it's only out in the summer for barbecues and stuff like that. But I, I get it ah. online um, because That's I have so to have delicious. it. It's. I put on everything. I put on eggs. I Ooh. put it. Um, I'll put it on just vegetables if I just mixing up some vegetables in, in the pan. Of course, I put on my steaks, my chicken, everything. And I was actually, um, a couple of years ago, my brother's house was being redone. So they were staying upstairs for me. And I made wings in the air fryer just with that. I put that on the wings and I put it in the air fryer. My nephew, Lucas, ate like all of them. And it was like <laughs> coffee and garlic. Rum. I, I didn't think he was going to like it.
1: It sounds so good, like coffee garlic rub. Those, like, where can you go wrong? Coffee and garlic are literally two of my favorite things. It's it's
2: the best, and it's not overpowering on each side. It's just a really nice flavor to it. Um, and I use it on my steaks. I use it on chicken. Um, I, I like. I told in the group message, I'd brush my teeth with it if I could. That's
1: <laughs> sounds delicious. Um, yeah, I need mean to. I wonder if it's still. There, or if it's already gone for the season, because I feel like we're just minutes away from getting everything pumpkin <laughs> yeah. and maple and whatever. So, I think gonna August that's going to
2: start, they're going to start early, like you said, it's going to start early this year. August is going to start coming out.
1: Yeah, it's crazy when it starts getting even hotter here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it hasn't been very hot here, so we're,
1: I guess, going to have a late fall. <laughs> yep. What about you, Steph? What's your flavor of the week? Okay,
0: my flavor of the week is an Instagram page. It is House in Habit, and I'm not sure what she originally started as, maybe just like a... I think she was... Ju- okay, so
1: I actually... My friend had shared her page with me a couple of weeks ago, maybe not even that long, and um, shout out, Lisette. I love you. And... I think from when I just scrolled to see, I was like, who is this girl? I think she was just kind of like an average, like, I don't even say she was a huge, like, influencer at the time. It seemed like she just had an average, like, normal Instagram account.
0: Well, she started going down the Britney Spears rabbit hole. And when I say rabbit hole, she's gone down the rabbit hole.
1: So if you're just hearing about this for the first time, good luck. Because if you go to the highlights on her page have like three hours of time
0: it's insane like some of the stuff that she like uncovers and like pieces together and everything are just mind-blowing like just when you thought like everything around britney spears was mind-blowing and crazy as it is she like finds a way to be like oh no it's even weirder and crazier than you thought and
1: it's not just like it's conspiracy theories like she like has like she has like tons of like Yeah, like, facts to, like, back up everything she's saying. It's wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. If you haven't, I agree with stuff.
0: I'm like, okay, so I'll just share what was the most wild to me this week that she shared is basically um, Britney Spears' sister, Jamie Lynn Spears, went on vacation somewhere in Florida with her husband and kids, and they were staying at the Ritz-Carlton, and she posted something. She posted, like, a picture or a series of pictures or something and said she's on vacation at the Ritz-Carlton. And people, this House and Habit started uncovering, like, basically that Britney Spears had, like, paid for Jamie Lynn's condo and blah, blah, blah. So then Jamie Lynn went and updated her um, caption on that picture to be like, you guys are really reaching, blah, blah, blah. I've never owned a condo. I only stay at the Ritz-Carlton, blah, 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 blah. And so then House and Habit keeps uncovering more and more and more and basically posts old captions and things that Jamie Lynn's posted in the past talking about her condo. So then Jamie Lynn ended up deleting the part about not having a condo from her. It's the craziest stuff, you guys. If you have a night where you were feeling I love me. Anthony, heart, look at
1: Anthony's face right
0: now. <laughs> if you feel it in your heart that you're wondering if Brittany's okay <laughs> and you just have hours to just uh, discover all this, I swear, She's... Anthony, you're not interested, huh? I'm just
2: like, I can't believe this is actually like a pay, like people are wondering what Jamie Lynn's on vacation if there's a condo, she doesn't have a condo. Like,
1: yes, is- we want to know because we think Britney's paying
0: for it. Britney's basically paying for family's life while she's a prisoner in her own home. It's not Why right. can't she,
2: okay, this is, I'm kind of lost on this whole, like, I, I, I've seen the whole free Britney thing. Why can't she just go?
0: Because she's under a conservatorship.
2: Can't she get a lawyer and say, hey, I mean,
0: um, that's just, what we're working on. <laughs> she just, after... That's we're, okay, years,
2: that's what we're so...
1: got her own lawyer. Like, that's why people lawyer. are mad
2: that Jamie Lynn's going on a vacation and staying in a fancy condo because... Yeah,
1: because we're saying that every year, like, all this Britney money is being... And the Jamie Lynn connection's bigger than even
0: just that. Like, it's bigger than being financed. It's basically, like... After the latest Britney Spears stuff has exploded and she talked in court and stuff, Jamie Lynn Spears went on her Instagram and was crying about how she loves her sister and blah. So everybody was like kind of calling her bluff on things and then it's just spiraled for her.
1: From there, so
2: okay, I get it. I get a little more now. Now it makes a little more sense.
1: Yes. So I mean, Anthony,
2: yeah. go head over to House and Habit. I'm going. I, mean, I'll, <laughs> I I'll want to talk hole.
1: about this on your podcast next week. <laughs> He's I want, not going to talk about it. I to be like I went down this rabbit hole.
2: <laughs> well, I'll I'll go down it. I mean, I I, I get like it during certain things. I'll start watching it before I know. Like on TikTok, I'll get down over. I'm, I'm, oh yeah,
1: TikTok I mean, is the worst rabbit. Before hole. I know
2: it, it's like two hours are gone, and I'm like, "What did I just watch?" Yeah. <laughs>
1: So
0: that is my flavor of the week. Again, it's House in Habit. If you are interested, make sure you have time to check it
1: out. <laughs> it's a lot. And
0: I would suggest watching that day's stories and then going through her
1: highlights, her highlights
0: starting from like way back when she first started doing them. So All that right. would be my recommendation. Yeah, it's a lot. The rabbit hole. So Laura, what is your flavor of the week?
1: Mine is not as exciting. But it is true lemon, which that stuff's so good. Okay, it is a um, they're basically packets that you add to your water. I am not a good water drinker. I hate water. I think it's so boring. It's so dumb. I think it's the worst of the liquids. <laughs> <laughs> and... you yep, have sure, to them. survive. But <laughs> what, Anthony? I love water. So do I. I wish. wish. I wish. I love I, ice cold water. It's like the best thing ever. When, when I'm actively trying hard. to be good about drinking my water, yeah. I will sit there and be like, when was the last time I had water? Was it <laughs> yesterday? I, like, I legit, like, there will be two, three days that go by without me having any water. Besides like what I use to brush my teeth. Really? Yes.
0: And true lemon's delicious. Okay, now. so
1: but the, so that's the thing. So I'm not a big water drinker, so I like using water enhancers, but I hate... Things like Crystal Light and all of those different, um, like, artif I don't like that because I'm not big on the artificial sugar yeah. stuff. So, True Lemon, though, is all, like, natural ingredients. They have in their... Um, but they taste like lemon... Like, some of them just taste like putting lemon in your water. And other... Which I'm, like, kind of like, okay, well, I could just squeeze a but lemon the in my strawberry water.
0: strawberry lemonade one?
1: Oh, my favorite so is the good. peach lemonade. I also like the wild berry lemonade and I like the limeade. I like all of them and they're delicious and they're like five calories for a packet. So they're not zero calorie because they're not, but I mean, if it's getting me to drink my water, I don't mind wasting 15, 20 calories a day on using them, but they're like only a couple of bucks. If you get them from like target or Walmart and stuff, they come in like the little, like, you know, those long skinny, like little packets and um i discovered them probably early in quarantine last year and that's honestly if i'm actively drinking water i'm usually putting one of those in there so
0: i went through a phase like maybe two summers ago with the strawberry lemonade true lemon where one of my favorite drinks my entire life has been the freckled lemonade from red robin
1: oh my god it's
0: so good it's just strawberry lemonade But they take those fake strawberries, like the strawberry puree, and they put it in, and it's, you get like chunks of strawberry in your straw. And it's
1: just do you guys do you delicious. guys have Red Robins on the East Coast, Anthony?
2: It was actually one around the block from my house, um, but it closed down during COVID.
1: Oh. I never went. I, I know.
0: I <laughs> and also they give you unlimited. So they just keep bringing it to you. It's like a million calories. But the true it's lemon the and strawberry, bits of lemonade, strawberry? Lemonade, I started making it. Like I would like muddle some strawberries and then use just the true lemon. And it like reminded me of um the freckled lemonade from Red Robin. And I was like obsessed. Is that I like i to try to
1: find that? Cause I can't ever, I don't ever see the strawberry. I don't remember where i bought it i'll have to keep my eye on Wait,
2: you're like drinking that. like it's like pulp and like when you drink orange juice is that like yeah
1: and you go to like take a sip and you're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my god it's just are you I'm like pony
2: soprano I, I like some pulp as that's, that's, i don't <laughs> like... oh i
1: like i love a good
2: pulpy orange juice. No, I, oh. I yeah, did you see the sopranos when he got mad at Car- carmelo for buying the one with too much pulp yes <laughs> yeah I like some pulp Oh
1: <laughs> uh, all right well so, those are our flavors of the week. Mine was True Lemon, Steph House and Habit, Anthony Trader Joe's Coffee Garlic Rub. Anthony, thank you for coming. Give yourself a little plug. Tell us where we can find you on social media, where to find your podcast. If you could find any me. shows you want to share. Give us any of that.
2: Sure. You could find me on uh, Instagram over at ComicAnthonyD. The podcast is the WW Bro Podcast. It's available on iTunes um, or you can go to wwbropodcast.podbean.com. Uh, For anybody on the East Coast, Jersey Shore area, I'll be at Jank's Club on August 10th at 8.30 p.m. That is the same Jank's Club you've seen on the Jersey Shore. No way. Let's go, Let's
1: Let's go go. to the Jersey Shore. (laughs) Speaking of the Jersey Shore, Anthony went and saw the Jersey Shore house. That I did. And I'm so jealous. Oh, my gosh. Were you a Jersey Shore? You probably weren't. I actually was a Jersey Shore fan, yes. I
0: haven't watched any of the latest, Stuff, but like back when it was like really popular, like I was very into it.
1: Don't you have a picture with the duck
2: phone? I have a picture with the duck phone, and I've also actually I've opened for Vinny twice. Um, have
1: you? No way. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. A no.
2: few years ago, like around 2000, I'm trying to think, like 2015, four, 2014, 15. He was doing stand up, um, but he was like hosting the show, so it was like Vinny and Friends. So he would host the show, and then they, he okay. would they would book professional comics on the show. So I opened from once at Governors in Levittown here on Long Island, and then down on the Jersey Shore. Uh, so I opened cool. from there too. Yeah.
1: Awesome. All right, I interrupted your your plug. No,
2: that was basically it. I mean, you can jank Slub and you know where the podcast is found, but you can get everything over at Comic Anthony D on Instagram. Um, Perfect. Everything's there, and uh, yeah, hopefully you come follow Hi. me.
1: Thank you, Anthony. It was fun. We yep. went. I think we've been doing this hour and 45 minutes or something. So like I said, this might end up being two episodes. I'm not sure. But um, anyways, thank you guys for joining us for this episode. Reminder, come join us on our private Facebook group if you haven't already. Search Club Wine Over Matter. Request to join. Um, if you're a Big Brother fan, be sure to check out our bonus episodes every weekish. <laughs> uh, we haven't put one out this last week yet. I think we're aiming for maybe tomorrow or something. I don't know. But yeah, with Courtney from Coco Loses, links to all of our socials, including links to our Flavor of the Week, can always be found in the details of the episode. For those of you who listen on Apple or have iTunes, please don't forget to give us that five-star rating. We appreciate it. It helps us so much. Give us a follow on Instagram at WineOverMatterPod. You can also follow me, Laura, at Crunches Before Brunches and Steph at Authentically Steph. Thanks again. And we will see you at the same
0: time next week with a glass in hand. Cheers. Cheers.